Thing. In these trying times. In these very trying times. I've had a very, very busy schedule of not working for the last four weeks. So, yeah. Yeah, as, as many of us have. Yeah. Not so lucky, unfortunately. Yeah, this is my first experience teleworking, which I think is a, it's a special challenge if you have young kids. But a lot of people now are learning to make it work. So. I, I, it worked alright. You just have to have an iron fist. There you go. When they come in, they ask questions like, Hey, can we watch this video? Hey, I'm hungry. Hey, I need to go to the hospital. You just punch them in the face. Have you ever thought about writing a book on parenting, Steve? I think it would be a bestseller. I, I think so. But I'm afraid that if everybody yeah. knew the secret, then... Well, before we have our COVID-19 catch-up, uh, I just want to give a little preview of, of what this stream is about. Of course, the big news right now is Nick Cage has been cast as the Tiger King in an upcoming series. Tiger King! We're going to talk more about that. Um, Sean and I have both watched Tiger King. Steve hasn't. I apologize in advance. There will be spoilers, Steve. But I do feel like if any of us have, has seen this show, you would be the one to, to get the most out of it. Definitely. See, and I, I avoided <laughs> it because whenever I saw it, I, I didn't really read anything about it. I literally just saw the cover for it. Yeah. And I really just thought it was, um, I thought it was just like a, a Joe Dirt sequel. You know, I had a similar reaction to it. I saw that everyone was watching this show. Here's this kind of trashy looking redneck guy. You know, I feel like, okay, I've been, I've been down this road before. Yeah, it might be kind of cool that there's tigers in it, but then it's kind of uncomfortable. I, I honestly didn't even think there were real tigers in it. I I'm thought sure. that it was supposed to just be yeah. like this, you know, the, the spirit of the tiger kind of thing. I actually just thought it was like trailer park boys or something. Well, I thought it was going to be like Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which made me think that you would really like it. Uh, but it, it turns out it's it's not. It's actually a very well-made docu-series where the characters, and it's all real. These people are real. They, they speak for themselves. Just how they are really carries this show. He was like a mythical character living out in the middle of bumfuck Oklahoma who owned 1,200 tigers and lions and bears and shit. And they just so happened to have uh, some really clever filmmakers who just play it completely straight. And then part of it is actually, from what I understand, kind of like archival footage from another filmmaker who is also a character in this story. But again, before we jump into the Tiger King, um, I know it's been a while since we've done a podcast at all. And with Kevin not here, Kevin couldn't make it tonight. So for just the three of us, I, I just felt like it would be a good idea to kind of catch up, talk about where we are now, and then a little bit about the future of the podcast. Which basically, I still am going to do this podcast. I want it to continue no matter um, 
really how long or how slowly. It's just, even if I slog through this, I just want to keep it going at some degree. And, uh, um, yeah, let's see. So, COVID-19 hit. Coronavirus! I'm in Japan now. So, we kind of watched it, um, in January. You know, the, the news started to break. And kind of had a careful eye on it. I never did I think that it was going to become a pandemic. Uh, I did anticipate it infecting Japan, but once I realized that, hey, this thing is going to, it's, it's going to be all over the world, it's going to probably be in my hometown, that's when it totally got surreal for me. But yeah, a lot of adapting here, we've started the social distancing, all that stuff, even uh, all across Japan. Now, Japan, of course, has a very unique timeline with it, you know, with the, what was it, the Diamond Princess cruise liner. From what I understand, um, the infections here have kind of leveled off, they think. But it's kind of like, you know, who really knows what the testing, how much they are testing and how reliable information is. I don't know anymore. I'm just, I'm one of those people that's like, hey, I'm going to stay here until I feel comfortable to really go out and be around other people. But I, I'm just one of those hermit type personalities, I guess. A lot of people are continuing with their lives cautiously, but it seems like it may be working. I'm hopeful. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, in the meantime, I'm, I've been teleworking and I've taken on a few other responsibilities. And yeah, happy to be talking with you guys, my friends again, because I don't get a lot of friend time that much anymore. So how about you guys? What, what has changed for you? Well, first of all, I, I I think we should uh, we should talk about uh, Kevin because Kevin! Uh, Kevin unfortunately um, came down with uh, COVID eighteen. Uh, yeah, and uh, which is the reason why he's not on the podcast. Um, oh, I have the coronavirus. That's why I don't have a voice. <laughs> so clean the mic after this, or you will get it. So, uh, yeah, uh, rest in peace, Kevin. Yeah, no um, one's ever heard of that one. They didn't know what no. to do with him. With him. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Kevin. We did, we did ship his family, uh, some of the Nick Cage movies that we've received from fans that we never opened or, or anything. They will be receiving that. Especially Boy in Blue. Nicholas Cage is the Boy in Blue. The true story of a legend who left history in his wake. His... <laughs> that, that was hard not to laugh at, Don. Boy in Blue. Man. That was a rough one to get through. Still so haven't you, seen that one. <laughs> you didn't watch that one? No. I did watch Birdie, though. Great. That's a must. Yeah. Hopefully when this and is all over and we can watch movies again in groups of more than... Red Supreme? Yeah, maybe they'll have a, a birdie, birdie marathon for everyone. I, I think the saddest part about all this is just that, um, you know, due to COVID-19, uh, we saw a pretty major delay in screenings for a Nick Cage movie. 
Are you talking about The Color Out of Space? Yeah. Yeah, and you know, that's been out now for a while. I saw it on iTunes. We still got to see it. Love to talk about it. Um, trying, tried not to read reviews. A lot of people have kind of mixed feelings about it, from what I understand. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like, I think, the Mandy's spiritual successor. So I, I definitely want to see that one. We'll talk about it for sure. Yeah. Right. So Variety Magazine reported on May 4th. Nicolas Cage is set to star in a scripted Tiger King series, People Magazine. Perfect. He's playing the man himself, Joe Exotic, who is currently in prison, serving a 22-year sentence for two counts of murder for hire and nine counts of violating the Endangered Species Act. Gen- Wait, gentlemen, when you say when you say violating endangered species, do you mean like no, no, <laughs> no. okay, okay? Can I say this? Just, I just it, wanted to be sure. Technically, it's no. Un- it's unclear, but no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 How did how did we get here, though, guys? How did we get to this point in in history? Where we have a show about a a criminal guy who owns a very shady zoo-like operation, now in jail. It's basically been elevated to uh, super celebrity status and is going to be portrayed by uh, one of the greatest actors of any generation. I, I'd just like to say that um, I was actually aware of Joe Exotic before... Tiger King uh, yeah. came out, um, so I'm I'm a big fan of the show Last Week Tonight with John Oliver on uh, HBO, and actually back in 2016, yeah. and they had this they had this clip in the series. They do, yeah, uh, because Joe Exotic back in 2016 actually was running for president as an independent. Um, and his campaign video was just fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like it. I'm Joe Exotic, and don't forget, I am now stepping my foot in the ring to run for president. And this is all paid for by the committee of Joe Exotic Speaks for America. I am a real American. So when I found out that there was going to be a documentary about him i was like i fucking watch that <laughs> yeah, that's right okay this is for you steve we're going to talk a little bit more about what happens in tiger king who these characters are so tiger king is known as joe exotic obviously not his real name he is a oh. he is a gay man with a bleached mullet um Possibly with a history of, of meth. And drugs may be a part of this, but I don't want to talk too much about it. There, the, the last episode of Tiger King with, uh, what's his name, Joel McHale is the host. Uh, a lot of these people are kind of upset now for being accused of, of uh, dealing in drugs or being drug users themselves. And a lot of that, if it is true or if it isn't, it's not really shown in the show. Mm-hmm. But they do talk about it a little bit. Some of them talk about how they've had a history with drugs, or whatever. So just whatever. I, I, 
I specifically remember a couple of uh, Joe Exotic's partners, which uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's thing that he's actually uh, in a uh, gay polyamorous marriage between <laughs> two young young men. Yeah. Uh, he himself, I think, is he was in his early fifties, from what I remember. I think so. That's- Okay. I mean, just just seeing him, if he's with the bleached mullet and everything, he's uh-huh. either he's either definitely done a lot of meth, drugs, something, uh-huh. or he's from Florida. Uh, <laughs> close enough, right? He, he's uh-huh. Oklahoma, I believe. Yeah. Which yeah. you know. Yeah. 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 Of course. And it it's also worth mentioning that his attire is just. Fantastic! It is. It's so Nick Cage. Yeah. The the gold chains, um, the piercings, crazy eyebrow piercing, and and the ears. And he says in one of the last episodes too, he's got a Prince Albert. <laughs> didn't uh, catch that part. You didn't catch that part? <laughs> no. No. He says that he has one, and some I free, I don't know, one of the interviewers or something. They, they find this padlock, I think, and he's like, oh, that's what I put on my Prince Albert. I swear I saw so, that. So since uh, Nick Cage is such a, a method actor... Yeah. What does, was he... Does that, does that mean... <laughs> well, I think probably Joe Exotic got the idea from Nick Cage, I would guess. Yeah. Shit, Nick's been doing this for decades. Um, let's see, Joe Exotic, he, he owns this zoo with, I don't know how many tigers he's got. He walks around with a gun strapped to his waist, and I'd say a large number of his employees do as well in the show, and they shoot the guns regularly. They blow stuff up for fun. Ah! That's how we take care of ISIS right there, buddy. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> Sounds like like the officer parks and records something. Dude, I know it's unbelievable. The whole thing is unbelievable. The fact that it's real, like nobody wrote this. This just somebody compiling it and turning the cameras on, interviewing people, assembling the footage, and then putting it out there. That's really, that's it. It's insane. Um, but you know the the whole series. The central feud is between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. She runs this tiger uh, animal preserve, right, in Florida. And the way that her business is spun is it's more of a rehabilitation or it's 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 more of something that's good for the animals. Even though So when you say when you say preserve, you mean more like a sanctuary and not yes. like on bread. Right. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you watch it though, it it still feels really icky what she does mm-hmm. compared to Joe Exotic. Yeah, okay, it does seem maybe better for the tigers because his whole thing is more of like a circus sideshow. Come see the tigers, mm-hmm. pet baby tiger cubs, and it just seems like the fair or something with mm-hmm. wild exotic animals. Yeah, I could join the circus too. Not for very long. <laughs> How good? Okay, that sucked. 
Got one rule. You suck, I suck, okay? And you're here to have fun, and you paid for it. <laughs> but hers is like, you know, maybe they have more space. It's more, there's more open areas for them to roam. But the, mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is that from what I got from the series, none of these animals are going to be rehabilitated to the point where they're going to be released into the wild again. They're, they mm -hmm. live and die in these cages, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, from the point of view of the animals, it's actually, it's really sad and depressing and not something to be celebrated. Um, so that, that's kind of the part that really makes you feel bad when you watch it. And then the mm -hmm. whole just trashy, the, the characters and their dynamics and hijinks just adds a whole other level of what is happening in our country that this stuff can... And they do they do talk about uh, some legislation that yeah. I guess didn't end up uh, passing, but um, Carol Baskin actually was trying to get this legislation passed that essentially would shut down Joe Exotic's zoo. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the main conflict. Yeah. Um, so you following, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, Joe Exotic wants... Uh, Joe Exotic is pissed because Carol Baskin is doing her damnedest to get him shut down. And so he has his own TV show. I guess it's on TV. I don't know where this thing was running. It was, it was just on... Just online. Yeah, yeah, where he, he's his own character. He's a country singer. He's got his own songs, music videos. Cause I saw Tiger, now I understand. And all the time he's just talking about killing, killing this bitch Carol Baskin. It was all part of Carol Baskin's plan with Peter the Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin is so influential that Carol Baskin and Carol Baskin. I consider that bitch to be one of the biggest terrorists in the exotic animal world right now. Carol Baskin. Yep, that lady. To everybody. I mean, his employees, probably to just customers. So you just know that eventually something's going to happen. He's going to get pinned for something. Yeah. And uh, with so why, Carol, why didn't they just kill her? Spoilers. Well, of course, we know he's in jail now. But uh, go ahead, Sean. I was going to say uh, the the thing that's interesting about Carol Baskin. Well, like all the characters in this docu series, there's just something. Like each one of them just has something about them. Yeah. Like yeah, Carol Baskin. Like she seems kind of just like oh, like you know it's just this middle-aged woman that owns a zoo but there's this conspiracy because uh she was previously married to this millionaire who mysteriously went missing and there's this there's this conspiracy that carol baskin uh killed her husband right because she after he went missing, she inherited all this money. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. but what is the conspiracy, Sean, in the show? How did how did she kill him? Uh, I believe it's theorized that you know she fed him to the tigers. They're great. Yeah, but they 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 also say like oh like she hid him in yeah what was yeah. it the the plumbing or. That's right. Mm. Yeah. The, yeah. 
sewage tank out in the out in the woods or something yeah she has this black cloud over her head of people thinking that she fed her husband to the tiger if we could ever get the law to go in there and dig up that septic tank i promise you he's underneath that damn thing hey carol it's a voice from your past get me the fuck out from under the septic tank carol baskin but but also about Carol Baskin, something about her is her obsession with tigers is very bizarre. It's like these people who like these huge exotic animals, it's almost like they want to become the animals themselves. They they almost the get furries. wild. You say furries? Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's the, the next logical step, Steve. Or, or maybe they're just closet furries. Maybe they're just... <laughs> That's an expensive. That's an expensive way to stay in the closet as a closet furry. I'll say that. I mean, with that much money, you could think of all the fur suits you could make. Yeah, but Those things are when you can get a if you can get a real fur suit, then you don't have to make one. <laughs> yeah. So who are some of these other characters? We mentioned Joe's one of his, one of his husbands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I could remember all of their names, and I have this blog up that I'm kind of skimming through. It's it's I'm bringing blogging back.com, and there is an, a Tiger King Joe exotic recap review, so I might as well just give a shout-out to the owner of this blog for kind of outlining some of the stuff here. But there's so, so many... Uh, so many beats in this story. So many pivotal points that just they're just unbelievable. Unbelievable. One one of uh, it, early on in the series, I think it's in like the first episode. Uh -huh. um, it, this story kind of stuck out to me. There's this one uh, worker at Joe Exotic's zoo, and she actually got attacked by. One, That's right. Or, or I'm sorry, it's a him. Uh, mm -hmm. got, he got attacked by one of the tigers, and the tiger actually. Um, damaged his arm to the point where it had to be amp either amputated or he had to yeah. go through uh, several months of uh, therapy. And he was basically just like, fuck it, just amputate it. Yeah. I want to get back. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then isn't he like back at work a couple days later? Yep. Yeah, and, and I just learned that uh, they used the footage of that attack um, they used it for some time as training for staff ladies and gentlemen before you hear it on the news I'm going to tell you myself about an hour ago we had an incident where one of the employees stuck their arm through the cage and a tiger tore her arm off I can give you your money back or I can give you a rain check why don't you come back at another date <laughs> but, but the crazy thing is Steve these people live on this compound essentially mm -hmm. and they work all day they don't get time off they're around the same people every day it's like they they are almost like we are now isolated from the outside world and they become their mm -hmm. own kind of mini community and i think that's so part of yeah exactly yeah. and there are a few of them in this docuseries. There's another one out of Myrtle Beach. Guy's name's Doc. 
McStuffins. Yeah, Doc McStuffins. You might as well call him Doc McStuffins with the, the number of young girls he's got working with yeah. him. Yeah, he only hires young pretty girls, it seems like, to me. He's got long hair, and, um, you know, he's kind of got this little hippie vibe to him. Definitely mm-hmm. super, super smart guy. So I'm not... Mm-hmm. I, I think like I'm in high school. Yeah, it's basically, Steve, you in high school, if you had a bunch of tigers and a bunch of, a bunch of chicks that want to play with tigers all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, your own habitat for everything and everyone. And anybody who fucks with you, you just fucking shoot them. <laughs> so- it's Carol's birthday next month, and we're shipping her two of these. <laughs> Look at the fangs on that. Yeah, this uh, Doc Doc Antle, uh, his name was. Um, yeah, the this guy essentially runs like a tiger cult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he has his own spirituality that he forces on everyone. He writes these scientific spiritual books. So I'm Doctor Bhagavan Antle. B H A G A V A N I couldn't believe it. I'm one of those people that I went into this thinking, well, I'm above this. I'll watch one episode and you know, I'm not I'm not gonna fall into this trap. But I fell into it. I had to watch it all. I had to see what was going to happen in the end. So I feel like Nick Cage, he could have really played any number of these characters. In fact, I would like to see him in multiple roles. <laughs> all the roles. All the roles, all the time. But gentlemen... Nutty Murphy style. Nutty Professor, yeah, Eddie Murphy style. This is going to be the first time... I'm going to get you, Carol Baskin. Yeah, oh, he's going to say that a lot. I wonder, do you think they're gonna, they're, do you think they're gonna use their real names? Do you think Carol Baskin is gonna give her permission? To, I wonder how that works. Are they gonna pay her? Uh, probably not. Well, it'll probably be like uh, Orange is the New Black, right? Where they just modify most of the names. Maybe, but the names are, are so important, right? They're so yeah. famous now. I, I feel like the people making this series are probably going to try to cut a deal with with some of these people. Maybe so. I don't know. I mean, they don't they don't have to do anything. They just have to give their blessing and they yeah. get money, right? Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how. Since you're really killing your husband. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, they bring that up. They ask her that question. You know, how do you feel about these? people saying that you killed your husband and fed him to tigers and her reaction to that is i think she laughs and she's like oh they've been saying this for years and it's it's kind of like she just uh, it just rolls off her shoulder you know it doesn't bother her which fascinates me mm-hmm. and of course she has a new husband now and her new husband i forget his name but he's a very well-spoken intelligent guy and you can tell that he's really spearheading these efforts to to get Joe Exotic arrested and prosecuted, mm-hmm. and he probably because of him, they were 
successful. But yeah, I just wonder about all these people and their likenesses now being translated to a scripted series. It's gonna be crazy. So this this scripted series, this is this supposed to follow the same story as the docuseries or supposed to be what the life of or Okay, so it says in, in the Variety article that it's supposed to tell the story of how Joe Exotic became Joe Exotic. Yeah, and... okay. So it's like it's like better better call Saul. It's like Batman begins for yeah. Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah, and then also how he quote lost himself to a character of his own creation, which tells us that there will be at least some parts that take place in the the park. But, yeah. but but since this is the origin story, does that mean that he won't go by Joe Exotic until the very last episode of season one? Probably. And just right before the credits, they'll be like, actually, call me Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah. Puts on his shades. <laughs> he he, he uh, pierces his eyebrow and, and puts in... Uh, um, a tiger-shaped piercing, and then that's the end. Well, it depends. If Nick's doing it, he'll add his creative liberty. He'll, yeah. you know, pick up a tiger claw yeah. and use the tiger claw to pierce himself. Right, and then he'll use that same claw. It's so exotic. He'll use that same claw as like a a, a coke nail. That was terrible. Call me Joe Exotic. Well, it looks like Joe Exotic's name in this new series is Joe Schreibvogel. And I don't think that that was Joe's real name. So I think that's a fictionalized oh. last name. So there, there's definitely going to be some creative uh, liberties taken, I think. But I, I actually think this is going to be really good. I genuinely think this is going to be a good show. And one of those reasons is because the showrunner, Dan Lagana, he was the showrunner of a Netflix series called American Vandal. I haven't seen it yet. I've seen clips of it. It looks absolutely hilarious. It was Emmy nominated. Um, this guy, what I'm saying is he's funny. He knows how to make things funny in a you know quirky kind of way. Wasn't that a, a parody of um, Making a Murderer? Yeah. Yeah. They, like an ultra they, they, serious they, high school, yeah. I think, high school Yeah, mystery. Yeah, they they spray painted penises on the side of the school or something. Yeah, something like that. It looked really funny, and it was a big hit for Netflix. Also, Nick Cage is one of the producers. Yeah. So I'm I'm really yeah. pumped in, for this. In my history, Nick usually does pretty good at batshit crazy too. So, I, and I will be so disappointed if he underplays that role. I mean, yeah. There's some seriously batshit crazy Joe Exotic sequences in uh, Tiger King. So. I am gay. I'm broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida. And that's this is going to make Nick do some work. And this is going to be the first time in a while since we've seen Nick Cage in a cage. <laughs> it's a big deal. That's true. Uh, real quick, uh, Joe Exotic's real name is uh, Joseph... Maldonado. Yeah. Yeah. Passage. It was Passage. passage. Mal Maldonado Passage. Yeah. Okay. No. There was there was this this one 
character in the in the because I was just scrolling through this uh, blog about some of the characters in the in the series, and I almost forgot about this guy, uh-huh. uh, M- Mario Tra- or Tabrawe, or I'm probably saying oh. that wrong. Yeah, is that he, the the gangster guy? Yeah, he literally was like a cartel member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, he's another he's another large animal guy. Mm-hmm. He owned his own park, habitat, refuge. Yeah, this stuff is just it's uncomfortable. The other like main, I guess he's not really an antagonist, but he kind of becomes one. So this guy Jeff Lowe, uh-huh. uh, out of Las Vegas, which. Uh, my favorite the owner of Lowe's. Yes. <laughs> okay. Who's gonna yeah, play? The, I hope he's in the Nick Cage one. The best way to describe this guy uh, was if if gas station erectile dysfunction pills were a person. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy too that would fly to Vegas every chance he got and take tiger cubs with him, baby animals, maybe bear cubs and he would uh smuggle them into hotels so he could pick up chicks with them like hey come to my room baby i got a i got a baby tiger upstairs and he's like easily in his mid 60s oh yeah does that work apparently it does it can it's well you have to have baby tigers and you have to have an affliction t-shirt on Basically, imagine Mike from Breaking Bad uh, if he yeah. <laughs> always wore an Ed Hardy shirt. Yeah. Heck yeah. And, a, and a flat rim hat. Yeah, he'd be a chick magnet. Seems like everybody starts out well with me and then it ends bad. Having Tim as a partner sounded like a good idea at the time. I got tigers, baby. People want to see that. <laughs> Yeah, these people. Yeah. I'm thinking Edward Norton should play Jeff Lowe. <laughs> I mean, everybody's casting this movie already, so I might as well throw my two cents in. I want to see I want to see Edward Norton versus Cage. You know, I, I don't think they're going to go that far, maybe in the story, but I'd, I'd like to see them become friends and work closely together, and then that whole falling out. That would be pretty cool. Wait, who are you casting as Cheryl Crow? Cheryl Crow? Yeah, the other antagonist. Wasn't that her name? Oh, Carol Baskin. Are you saying Cheryl Crow? Yeah, that's what I said. No, Carol Carol Baskin. Sorry. I've got it. You got it? Christian Bale. (laughs) (laughs) What? He will will get a sex change just to play this. He goes all out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. He'll gain a hundred pounds, then then lose a hundred and twenty, and then get a sex change. Yeah. And then... he, he will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to bring up this plot point. So this this is gonna this is about. I want to talk about Joe's husband, the young guy. Which one, Brad? Travis. Travis. Um. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Exotic gets married to another man, the second husband. Mm-hmm. So he has. There's a point in the series where he has two husbands, 
and one mm-hmm. is a very very young guy, good looking guy. When you say when you say young, do you mean like just got out of high school young, or Maybe. are you talking like some Nambla stuff? I'm talking like nineteen twenty. Okay. And I don't know how long he had been working at the park when this all happened. But there's a, a sequence. This, this kid walks around all the time with a gun. Like I said, a lot mm-hmm. of the people do. A lot of the staff carry guns. He has his own security mm-hmm. at the park. Well, this was pretty much like Joe's boy toy. So his this bot- kid... What's that? His bottom bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He he didn't really have to do a whole lot, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that whole relationship is kind of, it's discussed more at length in the show. It's worth the watch. But anyway, you know that this kid is kind of having problems. He's having mental problems. He's having trouble coping with certain things. There may be some substances involved. I don't know. But anyway, there is a scene in the series where he walks into the office where to talk to another character has kind of become the focus of this segment of the show he has a a pistol or a handgun and he says something to the other character like did you know that you can't that this gun won't fire if there's not a bullet in the chamber puts it to his head pulls a trigger and shoots himself in the head yeah the kid yeah the kid and there's there's actually security footage in the episode yeah where you don't actually see the guy shoot himself, but mm-hmm. you can kind of see him off camera, and you can see the reaction of this yes. other guy yeah. that works for the park. And he's like... Yeah, he watches the whole thing, and you see the whole yeah. reaction. And then in the very last yeah. episode that they just released on Netflix, this this kid himself said that... Uh, he, he says right now he needs help. He thinks he needs some counseling for that because obviously that is a very traumatic thing to see but i mean that Mm -hmm. was one of the most shocking things in that show is when that dude blasted himself and it's like wow this is real so then of course you get to see the funeral and joe exotic sings one of his country songs at the funeral talks about how they were in love and it's god it's so bizarre i'm so pumped nick cage Please do this series right, Nicholas. Please. It's also worth mentioning that neither of his husbands were gay. That's another revelation. Steve, what do you think about that? <laughs> I'd do it. You'd do it? I mean, there's yeah. there's something there that was attractive. I mean, who knows for yeah. sure, but there was something going on that they were getting out of that whole thing. But yeah, the, apparently both of his husbands were allegedly messing around with uh, other girls that worked at the park. Just those sequins, though. Those, those bedazzled jeans. Oh yeah, glorious. <laughs> I'm motor running. So after hearing all that, Steve, what do you think about Tiger King? Do you think this is something you would watch? Do you think this is something Nick should do? Or are you just more disgusted? I wouldn't blame you if I mean, you were. It sounds like Nick. I think that throughout his career, just from what I know, he's handled the majority of the roles, the majority of those sequences and actions. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking the the combination of Lord of War, mm-hmm. by the Tenet, mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> Vampire's Kiss. Um, just yeah. some of the ones I know off the top of my head that I, I, I really can just see how those play right into this. I, I did watch Vampire's Kiss, by the way. Did <laughs> you? For... Yeah. In, in one sentence, what did you think? Because we're, of course, going to talk about that in another episode. That's right. Couch coffin. Couch coffin. I I have to say that, and I loved Mandy. Yeah. But Vampire's Kiss was just the most incredible mm-hmm. piece of media that I have probably ever seen. Vampire's mm-hmm. Kiss for me. If when anybody says something like, "Hey, man, Nick Cage is a good actor." You, you you are disrespecting him and if you want to do that then maybe you should be an actor and I'm like well no I remember this argument you do? I know who you're talking about I don't, e- I don't even have anyone in mind but I know it's happened before oh really? yeah oh, and, I, and I'm like this is a daily conversation with uh, oh yeah with, uh, one of my the, old... the table yeah supervisors oh, that's there. right I worked in a warehouse yeah and people love Nicolas Cage which is great but I had to say well He's definitely got some uh, terrible roles he's done, or, or just, yeah. I, I mean, it's great that we can laugh at it, but man, it was oh. awful. And they're like, "What are you talking about? He's an Oscar-winning actor." I'm like, "Yeah, I know, I know that." I just loved him in National Treasure. But have you seen Vampire's Kiss? No. What's that exactly? <laughs> Go watch it and tell me that, you know, he's. <laughs> Robert De Niro or something. You talking to me? Which, by the way, I've seen Robert De Niro in some bad roles himself lately. Yeah. So, But that's just what we do. We watch movies and, yeah, we criticize. We're thankful for, for all these movies, even the bad ones. But the fun is to analyze them. And if they're, the roles are not right, if the acting is off, then sorry, that's the way it is. We're going to talk about it. So, yeah, I- fellas. Uh, Nick Cage is the new Tiger King. I am so excited for this series. I don't know when we can expect to see any inkling of it. I don't know if they've even started filming. Probably not. Probably still getting all their ducks in order. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we end this podcast and live stream? It's a it's a Netflix original, right? Yes. I, I Well, is it? Let me see what Variety said. I'm sure there's got to be some kind of deal with Netflix because yeah. it was a Netflix show. I, I mean, the the showrunner, Dan Lagana, Lagana uh, his show was on Netflix, American Vandal. I would think so. It's coming from CBS, though, CBS TV Studios in partnership with Imagine. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm, I'm almost positive, though, it will be on Netflix. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how a lot of Netflix shows are. I mean, like, you know, things like Daredevil and The Punisher and stuff, those were technically ABC shows. They just, gotcha. Netflix had uh, distribution rights, so. It's interesting how that Yeah. Well, anything else, fellas? When no. can everyone no. uh, expect the next? Yeah, very soon. Next week. I'm going to have out the, the first episode of the new season. It's going to feel dated because it is. We recorded it months ago. 
Sorry about that. I'm going to blame COVID-19 and life and all that stuff. It's still going to be a fun listen. I'm doing all of the production stuff I normally do with it. Uh, we're going to continue on, watch some more movies, talk about them, have our, our running uh, championship board. Um, but yeah, you can expect to see our, our next, or I, I should say here, our next podcast pretty soon where we discuss Peggy Sue Got Married versus Raising Arizona. We had a lot of fun talking about that. And yeah, so stay tuned to our Facebook page. Let us know if there's anything else you want us to talk about, questions you have about uh, Nicolas Cage movies, or even if you want to give us some insight on the man himself. I know we'd always appreciate that. And uh, yeah, you guys, thanks so much for doing this with me today. I know it's late for you. Um, it's about lunchtime for me, so I'm going to grab some food here. Yeah, I appreciate it. Anything else, guys? All right. Till until uh, next time, um, rest in peace, Kevin. We miss you. Uh, tried to get your house. Couldn't. Next time, maybe. All right, guys. <laughs> Are you pouring one for Kevin? Kevin? Yep. I'm going to bring him back. He's coming back. He's coming back. He'll be back. All right. We got we got the Necronomicon. Yeah, yeah. I saw it was that was it was a lot cheaper on eBay. People need the money, man. All right, late night cage fight. We're out. Thanks for joining us. Catch you next time. Kill the stream, Steve. <laughs>